Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. Charlie, I'm very excited for our guest today. Uh, I only knew him for a short time. His last year in Milwaukee was my first season with the Admirals, but uh, he's a Quebec Junior League Hall of Famer. And, and, I, and I love this line from his bio on the Quebec Major League site. It says, uh, Samogamash was a true gamer. Every time the stakes rose, so too did his desire to perform. I love that line because I think it's just perfect, isn't it? I, I couldn't agree more. I love it too. Well, Samoga Mosh joins us now. It's, it's great to see you. It's been, I, you have no reason to remember me because I was a very short, short time when you, when you were in Milwaukee. Um, but I can't tell you how much I enjoyed broadcasting your games uh, when you were in Milwaukee. And then I guess briefly we saw you, as we said, uh, before we turned on the microphones, briefly we saw you, I guess, with the Marlies. But, but your time in Milwaukee coincides with the three best years that the Milwaukee Admirals have ever had. So uh, first off, good to see you. How's everything going? Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm happy to, uh, to have a little talk with you guys. But uh, yeah, like you said, uh, let's jump right to it. The, the two years and a half I spent with Milwaukee was great. You know, uh, the best time of my life, I guess. You know, we won the championship. Uh, another year we, we lost in the final. So yeah, I'm excited right now. I'd like to, to, to be on the ice right now. You, you said, <laughs> before, again, before we turned on the microphone, you said earlier this year we did a, did something on with Zoom calls uh, called the Admirals Legend Series, and we had Darren Hadar and Brian Finley and Greg Clausen from the well from the time you were here, I guess. And you said you watched it, and it brought back some good memories for you. Uh, unreal, you know. Uh, what just watching these guys a little bit, you know, we spend a big part of our lives, and, and you know, at that time, everybody's. Uh, is working uh, toward the same direction to, you know, to, to be at their best while well, to win the championship, obviously. But then uh, we had some great nights. Uh, you know, the, the whole setup in Milwaukee has always been great in my mind. You know, the, the, the rink was right beside the bars, uh, the, <laughs> the apartment <laughs> building, everyone in the, everyone in the same building, poker night. So the whole thing. So we got pretty close together. And I don't know. I just, uh, the fact that we won, I think that's the biggest thing, I guess. You know, when you won, you remember every single guy because it was a team effort, you know, 25 guys. And I want to really emphasize on that 25, not just 16, or because you need the, the guys who are step in some games, step out other games, but you still need them to be positive. So, so the whole um, two year and a half uh, with the Milwaukee Admirals were pretty special in my heart. So we're going to, we'll dive into your whole career, but I was thinking about this yesterday after we set this up. Um, so Claude Noel is our head coach for the time you're there, right? Uh, and also, yes. and he's, I don't know if he's a native French speaker, but uh, you're a native French speaker and he speaks French. When he would yell at you, would it be in French or in English? Or did it depend on how mad he was? Yeah, wow. Well, it was in English. Claude was always uh, talking to me. Sometimes he was speaking to me in French because he, you know, he, he, he can pretty speak well in French, but it wouldn't be fair for the other guys. You know, we, you know, that, that's Claude as well. You know, is, uh, 
his, his ethic is all he was always fair fair to everyone so uh and respect so respectful for but no but sometimes maybe he was uh, telling some uh, tabarnak here's the car list is the same is the f-bomb in, uh, in french so yeah but uh other than that no we were speaking uh, english a lot so he, he never said to you in french uh you know how was your game today which is which is we hear that a lot because he that was a question if, if he didn't like how you played he wanted you to have to admit it well he's probably my my smartest coach i've never had so claude was uh, he found the, the way to, uh, to to challenge me in the right direction too because we we had great talks together and uh, you know that was one of his strength to uh, to 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 press the button where it hurts but he knew uh, i always bring the energy toward the positive so uh, but no definitely he was speaking french a little bit one-on-one -on -one some part but yeah i guess uh, i guess you're right how, maybe when i wasn't playing good <laughs> how quickly did you develop that kind of relationship with him because you came over like you said two and a half seasons so you come over in a trade from basically arch rival chicago to milwaukee um Which, did you fall in line uh, fall in with the group rather quickly but first of all, like you said, it was a little bit unexpected because, you know, Darren Adar and I, when I was playing with the Wolves, I, I offered him to, to fight with me, you know, because he was a little guy. I was a little, the other <laughs> little, little player. He was good. He, he was really good on, on, um, on his team. At that time, I wasn't really good with the Wolves at the time because I didn't play a lot. But then, yeah, and then, but then all of a sudden I start playing well. So we, we kind of were the two of the best players in each team. Anyway, so I got traded, but... But the group welcomed me on a, that was unbelievable. I remember that day, it was a Christmas party for them. So imagine I step in, you know, French Canadian, first of all, the enemy, but then everybody welcomed me, uh, really special. But like you said, with Claude, uh, I'm, a, I'm a special type of player who wants to, uh, needs to know what happened. And anyway, so he, he worked on me a lot. I, I got to know him well, but he, he was our head coach. He was a leader. So uh, I had to take my, uh, my space, but not too much, you know. So, but then he did a fantastic job with me. Uh, I think it made a big difference in my career after. So uh, I have to say uh, thanks to Claude uh, for the championship as well. Yeah, well, he always seems to me, from stories we've heard, yourself included here, he wants guys to challenge him while he's challenging you. He wants you to fight back or push back a little bit. It always seemed right. Definitely. I, I remember one uh, conversation I had with him because uh, when we were winning six, one or seven, one, it was too easy. It happened sometimes, but he, I knew he was, he wasn't going to play my line a lot. So I was a little bit disappointed, but that, you know, that's part of the game. You, you compete, you want to play every single shift, but still though, Portland has to play a little bit, you know? So, but then I kind of lay down a little bit on my defense. So they score so I can play a little more, you know, but then he kind of, <laughs> he knew that. So he had that talk with me. He said, Simon, Simon, I know what you're trying to do, but that's not the right way to think, you know? <laughs> and those are just an example. But uh, but like I said before, we need 25 players. But then and I got to learn that over the years, you know, that uh, it's a it's a team and, and, and uh, you know, there's times to play more, there's time other guys are going to play more. But then everything was correct, but it's just uh, 
it's just one story that popped into my head that I still remember. <laughs> you know, Aaron mentioned that trade, and I think it's maybe the most significant trade in Admiral's history, at least pro. Two years later, when we traded Chris Beach, uh, that may have been the worst trade for us, I guess. But the getting you and Kirill Safranoff, who, who were both very important uh, acquisitions for us, and then we traded Ben Simon and Thomas Klocek. And I don't think uh, Klocek never played a minute for Chicago. Um, and I can't remember what happened to Ben, who's now the grand coach in, uh, in Grand Rapids. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, I guess, you know, you, you sort of touched on this already. Uh, but talk about a little bit about your, your, uh, your first few weeks in Milwaukee and coming from a Chicago team that was probably okay had an awesome goalie, Kari Lettinen was a, a, I mean, we know what happened with him, uh, to a Milwaukee team that is clearly a contender for the, for the Calder Cup. But we, uh, the challenge, uh, Milwaukee was already good. The strong, but let's say uh, Safi, Safranov, Kirill, and me, well, actually, we were even better, but there it, it comes with parts of problems, you know, white time, you know. So at the very beginning, uh, Claude mentioned, you know, Simon, I I like your game, but you can't just come in and think you're going to be a, my number one right now, which was normal too. And it made me understood that times will do the difference and then uh, you, you're going to find the, in the lineup your spot and then uh, that's what happened but not just from one day to day so uh, so first couple of weeks I, it was uh, easy but um, I, you know I was just happy to be with Milwaukee good team but but mostly Nashville because when you the trade was made not necessarily for the minors it was made for the NHL Right. A little bit both. So anyway, it, it it all worked out pretty well for the season. We all know we won, and then uh, but then it came with some challenges as well with the ice time with the boys, and then it just, it's, you never know when you had a player what's gonna be the chemistry after that. And I think overall, from my part, it was perfect. But I guess wow, it, it must have been great because we won. So everyone did their part. So. At, at what point did you and Darren start? playing on the same line uh you because you mentioned hey let, let's you guys hey, are similar players you're the same yeah, you're player similar almost. players uh at least similar size and let and you, and you tell well, them hey let's smart, go smart and competitive and and right. yeah you're the same player you're except you're left-handed he's right-handed well actually that was even better because uh for me it was a, per a perfect match because uh darren and i were were playing east and west so it's just it's complicated to it, it, we're, we're we're that's our strength east and west were the smart players so it's you need two Slow good players to play around yeah you can see everything but then also you ha you need a a strong sentiment to to drive the net like vernon fiddler and greg classen or, or wyatt smith so we over the years we spent with these three guys we played but we need a guy like them to go to the net to to bring the game up. So then the their these are it's more difficult to play against me and Darren because we're east and west. If we if you have someone who drives the net, so which Vernon played uh, really well, Greg Klassen, and also Wyatt Smith. So, but then uh, 
yeah, I'm, I like to go to the net a lot. So Darren was taking the half wall. He's a smart player. Really. I enjoy my time with, uh, with him. It was a perfect match. Like I said, we, we, we had great stats, but then I think we made a big difference with our team, but um, for, for us, for him and I, I think we helped each other a lot. That's what I like to think. We've talked so much about that team, about what a great mix it was with prospects and skill and toughness and young players and the veterans, I mean, the Brad Tileys, Tony Herkus, Wade Flaherty, I just unbelievable, Ray Schultz, just unbelievably good veterans, good leaders on that team. I agree so much. That's, that's what you need, uh, especially in the American Hockey League. I think they don't have as much veteran now. I think it's probably missing. But, yeah, for, from uh, that year, yeah, it was so important, like you said, the Brad Tiley, Tony because you know, not selfish at all, you know, just, just at the right place, just the right comments could make a big difference. For, for me, for my part, they were, they were great for the team. But like you said as well, the, I remember our fourth line that the whole season, they didn't play so much, like not too much, but they were so important in the playoffs. I remember a couple guys stepped in, stepped out, but those were big games for us. I remember like every single guy, uh, it was a good year. Like you said, a lot of prospect, um, good chemistry, uh, a lot of poker nights. So that was good for team spirit. Yeah. And it was almost like a it was almost like college in that everybody lived at the Blatts. Nobody, I, I shouldn't say nobody was married. Some guys were married, um, but it was you guys were together all the time. And you know we, it's a chicken and the egg type of thing. I think that uh, the the best teams are always the ones that say, well, we just love each other, right? Like they get along so well off the ice, uh, and but and. And so then that propels the success on the ice, right? Is that uh, sort of how it goes? Or maybe is it the other way? You're having success and then you get closer. A little bit of both, but uh, it, it helps uh, from uh, being together, from being close. Uh, you care a little more. But I, I think I'll, at the end of the day, it's, it starts with your coach, I think, uh, your staffing coach. Let's not forget Todd Richard as well. He was pretty good uh, with our team. Good. Uh, I think it's uh, how he he makes everyone thinks about the year, and uh, also what's your goal as a player, as a group. You know, the putting the 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 title uh, number one. So for me, it started there, but but so much easier when everyone gets along, and then you spend uh, so much time together, like you said, at the Blatt. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a chicken soup you had some ingredient and then uh, at the end of the year like uh, we won so we're the champs you, you mentioned Todd Richards I should point out that Todd Richards Matthew Darsh and Tony Herkus just won a Stanley Cup ring so all right. three of them have a Bay Lightning so that's pretty neat and they were all and, on the team that want to call their cup along with you so that's pretty special yeah like we keep mentioning these guys but you see we forgot them we, we're probably forgetting a lot of other players curtis sure. murphy i guess oh uh, yeah and we can mention Andrew going Hutchinson on and on and, but yeah. yeah that the whole team was was just we had depth so uh you know that's that's what it takes because uh, the playoffs it's so hard you know you, injuries come and then you need everyone to be ready to be able to play all kind of uh, role but uh, yeah 
And then, and there was adversity in the playoffs too. Like we're down three to two in the first round to Cincinnati. What was, what was the, the, the attitude in the locker room and the, and when you guys how were down three, two, yeah. how do you, how do you stay calm and treat it like a, another game when it's not, when you probably, when I was freaking out, obviously. <laughs> It's easier to play, I guess, but uh, it starts with uh, with your coaches, your your leaders, your older uh, veterans, and they're calm. And then, you know, we were prepared. I didn't think we were we were going to lose. I knew inside, deep down, we were going to win the series. But yeah, there's always that feeling. You never know, like one bad game, because the the following year we it happens. You know, oh. like we we lost exactly against Cincinnati, like on a heartbreaker. Oh, this is bad shot. Whatever it it happens, but yeah, you never know. But I. For well, that championship, we I, it, I wasn't scared at all. Yeah. Well, and like Charlie said, you went, it went, it got, at least games-wise, it got easier as you went. I don't know, or at least the series-wise, it went quicker. Seven games, six games, five games, four games. Not that the games got easier, but it, I don't know if the Admirals had more determination after getting through the first round or, or what the situation was when you, when you go through a, a, a playoff run like that. Like also in the playoffs, a lot of time it, it's the matchup. You you know there's some team you're comfortable with them. Sometimes it's the worst team you could play, even though they. So I I think the four the four teams we played against was a good match for us, uh, but the preparation uh, the whole year we we were talking about the championship in the playoffs. So the preparation was great, the depth, uh, everyone had their goals. Uh, we were the drive we had every, but you know it, it's it's like a a boat everyone were going the same direction everyone was in we were all in just like poker again but then um, <laughs> yeah so it, it all comes down to little things and then at the end uh, there's nothing else than, uh, than being the champion you guys uh second round is against Chicago, who is the team that traded you, was there, did that provide a little bit more, you know, oomph that you needed or maybe not? And then I want to ask about two instances in that series that uh, the first one is in game number one. It's double overtime and Tony Herkes bats the puck out of the air. I don't think anybody saw it. I contend nobody saw where that puck was except Tony. Take us through where you were when he scored that and then well, let's t- t- tell us about that, and then I've got another instance in the next game I want to talk about. You see, you, rem- you remember that game a lot. I-, I don't that much, but I know we had some huge game from a couple guys, huge goals, like, wow. It- but that's what it is to win a championship, you, you know. But, the- but, yeah, against Chicago, it could have been both ways. I remember uh, – Tony Santella missing a goal as well in overtime. You know, when you think back, there's, there's just a little a thing game from Labor Pivko as well. A big game. I remember, you know, just, but then it's just a team effort again. Yeah. That was these guys at that time, but then the whole energy, the whole preparation, the whole vibe, the whole, uh, it was going in our ways. I, I never felt threat, but it, you know, in anything can happen, but, uh, we, we were on a mission. Let's just say that. Yeah. When you guys, when we're in Wilkes-Barre, uh, and it's pretty obvious we're going to win the cup, you know, like you have this, you probably don't, maybe you remember this goal, this pass you made in the, in, on a power play 
to Darren, a slap pass where he's on the post. And it's just like he could have had his eyes closed and your pass hits his tape and it goes in. And that was just the type of the game it was. But uh, it's clear we're going to win. What's going through your mind there in the last five minutes? What's your thought process? How, are you going to get on the bottom of the pile? Or are you waiting? You don't want to, you're a small guy. You don't want to get crushed. What's, what's going through your head? Exactly. Like we knew we were going to win five minutes down the, the last game. Cause the last game was, I don't want to say pretty easy, but the last game was the easiest game, but we knew. So no, I so excited, but at the same time we had to, to calm down to, to make sure that the clock goes down. But then, uh, yeah, like you said, honest to God, I don't want to be under that kind of group we had come pretty big beast so i don't want to get stuck there <laughs> right you don't uh, no, want to no, get stuck underneath right of evidence <laughs> we had a couple guys so uh ivan yeah that's right uh no no but uh the, the whole series against uh wilkesbury was uh the first two game we 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 showed them who was the the big team and then the third the third game we we made them player we wanted to have the championship they tried a couple things, but they, I don't think that was a good match for us. Uh, we were too good, I guess, but that was the easiest series. But uh, yeah, but maybe the whole division were, was better in our division, I think so, too. The, the celebration was quick. It had to be quick, right? Because so many, the season's over, you have to fly back, um, and then guys move on with their lives. They got to get out of their lease, whatever the case is. I mean, it's not like, winning a Stanley Cup where everybody maybe lingers there year round. You you have to go home. Everybody has to go back to where they where they live. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's one regret I have with all my careers. Every time I, I won a championship, I was already focused on the next season. I didn't have time to to enjoy the the the, the week or something. But but let's not forget we won the AHL trophy, not the NHL which, you know, deep down everyone is there to play NHL. So but but it's not taking away our championship because it's there forever. But uh, yeah, so like you said, uh, the, the the following year start pretty quick because you want to take two or three weeks off, and then the, the, the training camp start. So yeah, there's not too much time to. But we still had a couple of days, but uh, you know it was it was fun. At the at the NHL, I, I I met you in the 0506 season after Kyle Schultz had passed away, and I I came in and um, that year I think you told me at one point you lived in five different places in 0506 because you're with Nashville, you're with Milwaukee at the time. Re-entry waivers was still a thing, so right you go to St. Louis. Uh, I think you were on your way. Maybe they were going to send you to Peoria, but Nashville claimed you again. I mean, it was a whirlwind type of year for you that season. Yeah, that was a tough year for me, uh, especially when Nashville picked me up again. Yeah, I understand their position at the time. The you know uh, David Poyle called me and he knew he, I wasn't gonna be happy about that because uh, that was the only team who could uh, pick me up and send me in the minors without having right. me to play NHL. So it was a it was a tough day. That day, I, I guess that made me realize maybe a. Uh, it was that that was it for me. I wanted to go to Europe, but anyway, so uh, I made the most of it, and I I was at least it was good bunch of guys again. Darren was still there, a couple of the guys as well. But uh, yeah, it was a tough year that year. I remember we uh, St. Louis, uh, Nashville. It, it's tough too on the, your nerves because you don't know you're gonna. They they told you you make the team, but really 
you make the team, it doesn't mean you're going to play the whole year. So it's, but that's, it comes with challenge. That's hockey player. There's a lot of challenges you need to be able to, to deal. And anyway, I end up, we still went to the final that year. Right. And we lost yeah. in six against Chris Beach. So well, yeah. the, playoffs, the playoffs you had, I mean, that line, again, that line, you talked about Vernon Fiddler and Greg Claus and Wyatt Smith, but that, that playoff stretch, I mean, my goodness. And then that year you, you get two to an upshaw coming back and, and Rich Peverly is found. And I mean, that, the, the depth on that team, the three, four, specifically the, the top three lines on that team were as good as any that have ever played in the American hockey league. I contend it was unbelievable. Definitely. Maybe the, I wasn't there the whole, the, the first half of the year, but the 36 game I was there, I, we were unreal. We, we knew we had a chance to go all the way in, but all the way. But uh, again, not winning and, and winning the year before. It's little things that make, make the difference. Maybe we, we weren't thirsty enough. I don't know what it, what it was, but uh, we went to Urshay uh, up to one, down yeah. to one. It was one, uh, one, 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 but, won, but then won, we won three, game three. So yeah. Two to one there, yeah. Yeah, but uh, little things make made the difference there. Uh, I don't know what to say, but yeah, it's still uh, we went to the final. Uh, great playoffs, like you said. Uh, so many good players. You see that we didn't win the championship, though. So uh, yeah. the uh, Aaron read your bio before, like the, this kid uh, from the Quebec uh, Hall of Fame, and it was this guy elevated his game when it needed to be elevated, basically, right? And that's really what happened in 0405 uh, for you, where it's the NHL lockout, so there's a ton of talent coming down. Yeah. And you put together one of the best seasons, one of the best seasons that an Admiral in the AHL, since we've been in the AHL, that an Admiral's had. You were in the All-Star game. I think uh, you were first team All-AHL. Just a really impressive season. Did that... Did not having the NHL, how did that impact your mindset uh, that year? Well, like you said, uh, as a hockey player, you need to, uh, every day is a challenge, you know. Every challenge, you need to, to make the best out of it. And uh, especially little guys like me and Darren or all the, the small players. But, but so that year, like, it was the waste. It was a waste for our career. First of all, it was a year we should have had some NHL games. I'm not saying the whole year, but let's say 10, 20, 30. But yeah, yeah it was tough. You never knew if the NHL was going to restart. But then what do you do then? You know, you still you, you still play with the AHL, which is pretty good. With the same guy, same group of players, pretty much. So... You got to give everything. You got to give, uh, leave everything on the ice. Uh, you, we had Dan Hamwis defense. So you play with better players. So, you know, you got to adjust. You got to play better. You got to, I don't know, give everything you have. And then uh, the result were good. But sometimes it's little things made, made the, makes the difference, um, good or bad. So that year was good. It was for me so but the I, I was still playing with Darren again so big help from his part and and Vernon and then all the Greg and all the, these guys so it's just it wasn't just me it's just a, a, a line all together but like I said with the defense as well so anyway it was a good year but uh, yeah when you look back I, that year hurt me too uh, on the NHL uh, front yeah yeah the uh 
maybe you can confirm this story. I've never, I've never confirmed this from you, but all-star game is you're in, you get picked to play in the all-star game. It's in Manchester, but it's all these guys. It's the Jason Spezza's uh, like we were just saying, all these guys that are in the NHL and they're dogging it on the ice and you, and there's 500 bucks on the line. And like you say, you make a lot of, a lot of poker references. Like you're not just tanking it on a free $500 hand. And so you come in the locker room and you are freaking pissed and there's steam coming out your ears that these guys are out here. No one's back checking. No one's putting forth the effort. There's let's, let's get 500 bucks guys. So can you confirm that that was the case for you, that game? I can't remember if I said that, <laughs> after or during the game but i gotta tell you this i was not happy about the way we were playing not no intensity for me number one is you have to be intense i don't really care if it's a uh, all-star game but yeah i maybe i'm a little over the board right there but uh for <laughs> me i didn't never i never liked all-star game for that i liked intensity i like to play the game for real uh, I like uh, the game. Play the game for real. It's just I enjoy to play it hard. I, so, I, yeah. They say so much too. Like the All Star Game is for the fans, and it's a show and all of that stuff. Well, how can you put on a good show without the intensity, right? Without trying. I hate that. I I think it's 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 disgusting from my part. So yes. I, I, I agree. I really with hate. You. I really hate All Star Game. I don't watch them. It's for me. It's a joke. It's just I don't know. They should rethink the whole thing. It should have a a real game. Uh, I don't know. Russian against. Uh, North American or Europe against North right. American or something. Put something on the line. Some I series. understand the injuries, but uh, anyway, just a little comment. Well, I, I, let's get rid of that and let's play the World Cup like they did a couple of years ago, right? Where you had, I mean, that was phenomenal hockey. Yeah, that was awesome to watch. Or, or just, yeah, definitely. I, I, go hard or go home. Okay, that's Claude. Claude <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claude, what Claude told us, Aaron, who was the. Uh, uh, hockey, uh, uh, man, uh, was it Serge Savard was maybe the honorary captain or something like that? Some NHL Hall of Famer is, is in the locker room and Claude has the same attitude as you. And he's thinking to himself, he's going to say, he's like, I got to say something between the second and third period. But what the, what's this NHL Hall of Famer going to think when the coach is snapping at the players during the <laughs> intermission? I wish I could remember who it was, but he... He had the same thought process as you. Like, if we're, we're here, let's try and win. Let's play the game, yeah. Yeah, I remember Claudio was pissed off as well. But, you know, what do you say there? That's kind of a touchy situation. Some guys yeah. like, just want to, you know. So yeah. let's put that in the garbage. It's over. Okay. It, it is over. <laughs> You've always seemed to me, my short time knowing you that year, um, in 0506, you always seem to me that you have, I mean, listening to you now, the passion for the game is, is obvious. Evidence. Uh, and, and you don't play it at the level you played at for as long as you played if you don't have that passion. But I always thought of you as somebody who had interests outside as well. Am I, am I wrong in thinking that? Or did, did, you, did you have, and still, I mean, obviously you still do, but did you have at that time? Yeah, I'll, I've always liked uh, the game, like, big time, but... Uh, uh, I'm. I think I have coaching in my blood. Is that is that what you're asking? Or well, no, I, I guess. I guess I'm. I'm going to refer to a specific instance, and there's no reason, for whatever reason, it's always stuck with me. It was my first trip with the team to Toronto, uh, and you were on the team, and everybody was out together, and I was by myself because broadcasters they don't you know they're by themselves, um, and I saw you walking by yourself, and I thought you know, the whole team is over here and here's Gamash walking by himself. And I thought 
you know what? I respect that because he's doing his own thing. He's, I think it was a day off in Toronto. You wanted to get away from whatever it was. I, and there's no reason for you to remember that, but, but it has always stuck with me because it, it, it made me consider and realize that, uh, yeah, the, you know, maybe you went to an art museum, maybe you went to whatever. Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, maybe you just did your own thing. And, and I respected that. And I've thought about that often for 15 years, that it's okay to not be with a group of people every single possible moment. Well, for, for me, is the mental part of the game was so important. I never really liked to party. I'm not a party guy so much during the season. So that's one thing I, I try to to work my mental uh, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even I don't exactly remember the which situation it was, but I take my game really seriously over the years. Especially, I, you know, I've made so many sacrifices. So uh, you need to uh, some you know the the emotional game is up and down. So you got to get back some time with your uh, and, and for that I need some time personal time. So uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I guess uh, I've always uh, tried to regroup for myself, but, but, but still be part of the team, but there's a, there's times for that. And then there's also time to uh, regroup for for myself. It's in some ways it was meditation basically, right? Definitely. I like to do that. One weird thing about me is I, I like to take my bath for like one or two hours but then I'm not even, it's just I'm reading a book or I'm just thinking about my game. I'm just rethinking what happened. How can I be better? Yeah. What can I bring to the team? So, you know, and how can I develop myself? So, yeah, a lot of meditation, I guess. I respect that. I, and like I said, I've always, I, that has stuck with me for 15 years. And it's, it's something very innocuous. It's, it, you know, you wouldn't think about it, but for whatever reason it is. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I was going to say, I, I don't remember what year this was, but maybe the biggest smile I ever saw on your face besides winning the cup was one day in the locker room, you came in, man, like just beaming ear to ear. I was, I think, I don't know what someone made have said it. Maybe it was me. Simon, you know, what's going on, Simon? And you're like, you got to see this car I got. And it was, <laughs> it was a blue, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about cars. But it was a blue convertible. I could tell us about that car and what made you so happy about that thing. Well, it was a dream, you know. I, I was uh, single. I was, you know, I liked car at the time. Uh, I bought a Chevelle, Chevy Chevelle, 1972, black with a white stripe in the middle. Black, okay. Uh, good engine as well. Uh, the sound was on the straight pipe. So I went into the part of uh, Milwaukee. There's a lot of. Uh, them uh, cars over there so I was there and then everyone every time I was going I was passing them they were all like jumping around they were giving me the thumbs up and then there was just <laughs> party so it was probably one of that day so yeah I enjoyed that car but I sold it finally so that, that was a convertible right no, it wasn't convertible. It wasn't. But, uh, okay, I thought. Oh, well, well, fifteen years. What? Well, see what? What? Yeah. What was? What made you? I mean, what did you do with it? Did you? Did you go take it out on a, a, as fast as you could? Did you just drive down the road and rev up the engine and have yeah. people look at you? Yeah, exactly. That's one. <laughs> I'm not a fast driver. Just, uh, <laughs> just to go and then the sound of it. It made me felt. Uh, you know, this is a toy. I guess it's powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you only had that thing for you only had that thing for probably like five or six months. 
No, no, I, I brought it to Canada. Oh, you did? Okay. For, yeah, maybe for uh, five or six or seven years, but then I sold it because uh, uh, with kids, you. I know. You yeah, know, the, those those cars is that's not car seat compliant, right? <laughs> that's the uh, definitely. Yeah, that's the old days when the, they, they may not even have the lap seatbelt in the back. It was just, uh, go back. you're in the back seat, you're fine. Oh, yeah, and you yeah, could sit up exactly. front. You could sit, you could sit four across in the front. <laughs> you, everybody was smoking. Um, yeah. The ashtrays and everything. I mean, that, yeah, that's how, that's how you drove back then. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. That's, so but you, not as fun as my season, so. <laughs> uh, so go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, so at the end of 05-06, Admirals lose, unfortunately, in six games in Hershey. Did you know that was it for you in North America? You had said that that was a trying year going back and forth, St. Louis and Milwaukee and Nashville and all of that. Did you know that was done? Yeah, I knew that because I signed the contract already. Because, you know, in Europe, you sign your contract like uh, in uh, February or March or April. So I I talked to Claude about that and then... uh, he didn't didn't know what to to tell me, and uh, he knew it wasn't a bad choice. He knew it was because he played there as well. I sang in Bern, the capital of uh, Switzerland, yeah. so he knew it was a good choice. But uh, when I look back, it was too quick to leave uh, North America. But uh, yeah, at that time, I knew it was that that it was it. But you know what? At the end of the day, I spent one year in uh, Switzerland. I finished uh, in the scoring title first, and then we lost in final seven for the championship. And then the following year, I got back. So it wasn't uh, over. Uh, it wasn't completely. the no, like wasn't so so many guys. Yeah, so many guys. Once you go to Europe, then you you're done. But for you, that that's not yeah. that didn't happen. And you got to come back and play, not really for your home. I mean, you, as close as you could possibly get to playing at home. Uh, for for being uh, from Quebec and, and being in the uh, American League, you got to play. Yeah, got to play there. But playing with Toronto, actually, the signing was a, a bit of my mistake. I had an out in my contract, so I had to sign before uh, June thirty first. Otherwise, I had, I I had to go back to Switzerland. But then this very same day, I had to sign at four o'clock. My agent was. Telling me Montreal wanted to would would like to sign me, but they want to send me in the minors. So for me, I didn't want to go back again. But then you, you got Toronto, the Maple Leafs. They come in with a contract one way the second year, but but I'm playing golf. It's one o'clock. I can only sign until four o'clock. So I have I've got pretty much not even one hour to think about that. So I said yes to Toronto. But when I look back, they want me to play the whole time in the minors as well, even though if they gave me a one-way one money. Month, but then, yeah, so that was kind of a trap, which I fell for it. But uh, if I had a little more time, I would have probably signed with Montreal or not even go to – because Montreal, I would have probably get a better chance because I'm from Quebec. Not, not because I'm from Quebec, but the whole uh, – Knowing my, me as just playing for um, for Montreal, maybe that would have given me a little boost. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, it's easy to say after done, but yeah, maybe it was a bad uh, call for me to sign with Toronto. I, I, it's just the way it is. I, I didn't have time to to think about it really. So, listening to you talk a little bit, it's do you have regrets about your career? 
man, when you look back, adding every everything, no. But it's easy to say yes. And again, I, there are moments, like like you said about games, there are moments here and there. Yeah, because uh, I was an, a little bit too much impatient. You know, you got to, like Derek McKenzie, let's say it's, it's an example that, like yeah. you made a care by being patient, you know? So, yes, great example. So, but then at the same time, you get offered great money to go to Switzerland, you know, which is the place to play in Europe. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, I'm not unhappy. Yeah, of course, uh, I'd like to know if I would have pushed a little more, I would have get more NHL. Then, yeah, you get your break. And then all of a sudden you play six, seven years. That, that would probably be the best case scenario for me. But also, it's also with who you play in, in the NHL level. You know, I got a couple of stories that I could probably tell you. You know, let's say one an example. I, I, I'm in Nashville. There's Steve Carrier, uh, Steve Sullivan, Paul Carrier, and then Martin Erat on the first line. But then uh, Barry Trotz is a little impatient with Martin Erat. He wasn't playing his best uh, game. And then he got two penalties. So the, he's on the penalty bench. So he comes to me, Barry. He said, next shift, you're going to play with Steve and Paul. So as soon as Marty, Martin Erat comes in the, on the bench, you're going in. Well, you know, guess what? Martin Erat gets off the penalty box. Good for him. Catch a breakaway, score a goal. <laughs> We'll never get that chance. Yeah. <laughs> but then, hey, that's that's hockey. So, uh, so then I got sent down to the minors. Never, get, never played again uh, with the the Nashville Predators. But you know, I, I played with the third line. I'm not. I'm not saying it's their fault or anything like that. I'm just saying sometimes those are little things like that that you know you're gonna have a it's, real chance or not, and then that's it. I wonder. It's, I wonder if you, let's say you're 25 now you probably got a better shot, don't you? I mean, there's a, there's a couple more teams, obviously, uh, Vegas and Seattle. But it, Charlie and I have spoken about this so much that back then it seemed like if, if an NHL affiliate needed to call somebody up, they would call up the leading scorer. But guess what? You're going to play three minutes with the guys who are knuckle draggers. You're not going to be out there. You're a skilled player, but you're going to play with a couple of guys that there are better hands on a clock. Um, so, so, but, but that doesn't happen so much anymore, or it doesn't seem to anyway, it seems now that if they need a third line player, they're going to call up a third line player from Milwaukee. If they need uh, a skilled player, they'll call up a skilled player. It seems like that's more, more off happens more often now. Don't you agree? Right. It's, it's not easy to answer that. Yeah, obviously maybe, but, uh, I know I don't even want to. It hurts when I think about that because when you just tell me if I'm 25 years old, I'm, I'm it's party, I'm back in the game. So uh, <laughs> you know it would be just a good time again. But I don't want to be like would have, could have, maybe. And then you know I made my choices. Uh, I had a good run in the in the North America, and uh, I don't really have that much uh, regrets. Uh, and, and guess what? If I want to win a Stanley Cup, I just need to start coaching. So, which is yeah. maybe I haven't decided yet, but so yeah, yeah there you go. Yep. So you spent, a, you had a long career, especially for a North American guy. You had a long career in Europe. Uh, uh, did you stay in Europe? Did you move there and stay there? Or did you come back each year? Family and have the family there, yeah. Yeah, I had uh, two of my three kids in uh, Switzerland. 
But uh, every time um, the season was over, I was coming back to my hometown because I've got a, I have, I've got a cottage on the lake. That's where I like to be. Like I told you before, I, it's important to, uh, to 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 meditate to to prepare my next season, and that's where I felt it was the best. Uh, you know, I had a great time in Europe. Uh, no traveling, uh, not so much. Always come back at night to, to sleep in your home. Uh, great friends as well over there. I made you know good connection. It was it was a good time. It's not easy because the most of the the leagues they have like maximum import, yes. right? So you can only be let's say three or four North American guy or even with Russia and all that. So it was a good good time as well. A good. Good situation, family situation over there. Like I said, I always come back to sleep. You know, let's not forget in North America, in the American Hockey League, uh, you fly a lot, you sleep over a lot, and then you bus a lot. So it's tough on the kids. And so maybe to have a family, you either play NHL or you go to Europe. I, I would say it's. But then also it comes with a, some challenges as well you know new doctors new dentists uh, no friends for my wife new school no kindergarten no so but you know at the end of the day it's our job and then we uh, we adjust uh everything. what you, what you said about switzerland though the, the one of the nice things about playing in switzerland uh, and this is what a couple of other people have said uh, you hear about leagues uh, well there was the team in in what croatia that nobody got paid you never had to worry about yeah. that in Switzerland. Everything was on the up and up financially, everything with the contract, it was strictly adhered to. Everybody knew where they stood and there was no shenanigans going on. Definitely. And the, the life quality as well is the same as the U S or Canada. For me, these three countries are top of the world. So, uh, like you said, it's important to know that you're going to get paid. So, uh, yeah. Did you, like I've been to Russia and then uh, eh, I started with a contract and then uh, the very first day I got there, the contract changed. The next week, the contract the contract changed. That was the, actually the, the lockout year. So then suppose they hold me like a couple thousand. So they gave you half or not even half. So it's tough to play with those. Uh, well, if you can't trust who you're working for, why? What, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why uh, Switzerland, uh, Germany, most of the team are, are you can't, you're not going to lose money, so uh, especially Switzerland. So yeah. that, that's why I enjoy my time there as, as well, but the people so, as well. Did yeah. you learn some German? Do you, how is your German? Uh, you played a year, in, a year or two in Germany, but uh, Switzerland, they speak, there's a lot of German spoken in Switzerland too. Yeah, no, uh, Switzerland, they speak uh, Swiss German, but my wife actually got okay with it. But, but me, uh, we all speak English. They speak French, Italian, Swiss German, and, uh, and English. So, uh, yeah, in one year in Germany, but no, I never really got to... Uh, I never picked that up in Switzerland and then transferred it over to Germany? Yeah, a couple of words, but uh, I can't talk to you <laughs> like <laughs> like to. Yeah. Probably the words that uh, you can't, we're, we're, we shouldn't be saying anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you and, and so you played, you know, uh, last two of the last three years that you played in sort of a, in a league that's sort of become notorious uh, 
for the, Qu the Quebec, uh, I, I guess I wish I could remember the, the exact name of it. L-N-A-H. L-N-A-H is the abbreviation where they're just notorious for just brawls. And I remember watching this, you know, basically 20, uh, 20 on 20 pregame fight. And the only penalty that comes out of it is some guy for delay of game. Right. Uh, and so talk about your experience for being a small but feisty guy playing in the LNAH league. Well, that year, that, that league is, is good for some guys. Uh, I've, I've used that league a little bit to get prepared for my training camp or for the season. Actually, one year I was good. If you want to play hockey, you can play hockey. It's no problem. No one, no one will come to fight you. But at the end of the day, it's not for a, a guy like me or if you've been playing professionally, it's tough to get back to that league. Cause like you said, let's say they fight the fighting. It's first of all, we're in 2020, 20 fighting shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed like that. I mean, there's right. case, sometimes there's fight, which is understandable, but uh, for me, it was the waste of time, you know, the, the picking up the gloves, the helmet. It took forever. So that way you don't play. You just, you want to play, but then you get cold. You So the whole thing like that, I didn't like that. So uh, the last year I played a little bit, but it, it was just part-time, one practice uh, a week. So for me, it's just you do it right or you just don't do it. So, yeah. so it, it wasn't really good, a really good fit for me. But I guess for some guys, who, who, who it's like a, a side job. It's okay. I understand. They, they, they still love the game. And then for them, it's okay. I respect that. But, uh, for a guy who played professionally, uh, it's tough to, to go back there, uh, at least for my part. They, they so, talk about is – I'm trying to get a, a good grasp on this. I've, I've heard people talk about playing a men's league or something like that. And there might be a men's league with – players who played at a high level, uh, whether it's college or junior or whatever, um, they only want to play with guys who have played at a similar level because if you play with a hack like me who never played at that level, you're going to get slashed or you're going to get hooked or your thumb is going to get broke. I mean, just because I don't have the respect for, for the injuries, I guess. I'm trying to be so competitive, and while you may be competitive, uh, it's not – you're, you're not out there to hurt anybody. Is, is that league kind of like that? Like you can still play at a high level with players who respect the game, but it's not going to get completely ridiculous. I, Charlie noted the fights. I don't think those fights happen like they used to 10 years ago. Um, but no, but it's, a, it's kind of like that. No, it's a really good league because a lot of these players could play uh, in Europe. Sure. But then uh, it, it involves a lot of things, you know, you got to move over there and then all that. So, but, so a lot of guys don't want to do that because the money is not that good. So they prefer to play a little bit. No, it, it's not that bad. I'm just saying after, for, for me, after spending 15 professional years in, at high level, uh, I was 35 or 36. So it's okay for some guys. It's a really good league. The, the fights doesn't happen as much as it used to, but still happen too, too much for me. Yeah. So the, I don't like the business model for me. It should be just a, a very good league because they have so much talent, so many good players that could, could have a good show. But the problem in, the, in Quebec is there's a, 
the the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the Junior League, they they're so big in attendance. So you so then you have the Montreal Canadian. Everyone wants to see yeah. them, and then there's a junior. So there's not much room for other leagues. Well, it's so, interesting with the Quebec League now. The the Major Junior League, uh, they just kind of they haven't banned fighting, but they certainly tightened up. I don't know if you saw that. It just came out like a fight means you're also getting a game suspension or stuff like that. Like they've really tried to to crack down here. Uh, my guess is you, you would back that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a violent guy. The stage I, I, never, fighting, I guess is what they're really after the stage stuff and all of that. Yeah. If it happens and there's reasons for that, under the uh let's say during your shift it's it's all right for me but there's yeah it's a touchy situation i don't want to go and i don't want to start that because no, that's fine. but yeah that's yeah fine. it's a, it's touchy i'm curious me. i'm curious and i mean and i'm sorry if i cut you off charlie do you have you kept in touch you, you mentioned at the outset that you watched clausen and, and darren and and uh, brian finley have you kept in touch with any of those guys at all no, not really. Uh, maybe one uh, messenger, but uh, it's just, it's living in the past because we're we're not living close. But let's say uh, I would start coaching, maybe then we would maybe play against, and then yeah, of course I'd like to go for a lunch or grab a bite to eat. Some you know, but um, so many guys you you play over the years that if you start getting a, still in touch just, you're going to be on the phone the whole day yeah but <laughs> uh, same, but at the same like time life? does it seem like a different life uh yeah well it, we had a good life we knew at the time they, they right. everyone were telling us you know enjoy your time you know those are the best day of your life um but for me is especially because we won i i don't know i i won four times in my career and then i went seven times in the final and those are the years, really, uh, I remembered because we weren't just playing for fun. We were playing for something. And that's me. You know, I like to play for the championship. So, uh, but yeah, we made so many good uh, friends. Yeah, maybe, I guess, you made me feel bad. I should call every single guy. You know, right now. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my intent. That certainly was not my intent. I just, I guess I appreciated the fact that you wanted to see what, what those guys were up to. And, and yeah, and well, you see it a little bit through Facebook, uh, and it's fun to watch uh, pictures uh, and then their lives a little bit. I, I like that. I guess maybe it's it's enough. But yeah, no, I, I'd love to. We should do a, a big party in Milwaukee and the well, champion. It's funny you say that. It's yeah, funny mark, that. right? Absolutely. Mark your calendar for uh, June or maybe probably July of 2024. We're gonna have a. Uh, uh, a 20 I'm in, year I'm in. Uh, we're gonna have a 20 cha 20 year championship reunion for sure the, okay, but then we do it a couple days i guess two or three days at least so. oh yeah well, for sure absolutely hey, we don't recover like we used to so it's got to be uh <laughs> it's got to be a little bit longer just to make sure that it's yeah, two days and well you got probably 12 hours out of it and the rest of the time we'll take a nap <laughs> That that would be so much fun. I can't wait already. We see wait. you. Uh, sorry, we see you right now on the Zoom, which is how we're recording this. And you got short hair. But if you ask someone from Milwaukee, what do you remember about Simone Gamache on the ice aesthetically? It was the long blonde flow. Oh, blonde hair. Yeah. When did when did you cut your hair? 
remember? I played, I played like that as well in uh, Europe, but let's say maybe uh, three years. I don't know. I guess uh, when you when I look back, uh, maybe I should have had a haircut before. Uh, maybe I don't think players. so. <laughs> okay, maybe. Okay, okay. I maybe you so. should have gone with Charlie's trying to angle. Maybe you should have gone without a helmet to let it fly even more. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just like that. I don't know. Just the style, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That was 15 years ago. So, uh, but I'm sure there were times where you know the helmet comes off and you got to get down to the other end of the ice just to see what it feels like, right? You know, to get the to get it going. Man, I remember in the American Hockey League, you know, the whole story game we were talking about uh, previously. Uh, I had to do the, the slap shot and then uh, the hardest slap shot. And I had no uh, cap. So my hair, it was disturbing. It, was, it wasn't good. <laughs> couldn't even see where the puck was. So sometimes it wasn't really good. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. When you, when you think back of, of Milwaukee, um, what do you think of? Ah, oh, good time. Everything was positive. I've never really had any uh, bad thoughts about uh, Milwaukee. Uh, it's funny because, you know, when you look at the city or you talk to someone else, you talk about Chicago, everyone is like, wow. But Milwaukee was just as fun as uh, Chicago. I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess it was a setting. The setup, sorry. And uh, the, the friendship, uh, you know, the, the group, I guess. I don't know. It's just... Uh, Milwaukee for me, it's just the big smile right now. You know, just ah, oh, Milwaukee. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, just so but much the, fun. Big championship as well. That 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 always, like you said, that you remember the guys you win with, right? So much, so true. Tell us, uh, tell us what you're doing now. You've got kids. Uh, you're you're maybe you're you've referenced coachings, and you're already doing a little bit of coaching, but not at a not at a super high level yet. Not yet, but let me tell you this. 10 years old, it's so important as well. You oh, should know me. <laughs> so sure. I'm an intense coach, even though with my son and with my girls as well, because they play Ringette. So, no, I put a lot of time with that uh, in, into them, sorry, in our teams. Uh, just for me, I'm lucky enough to have time so I can really uh, get involved with uh, the part, uh, with every single uh, part of my kids' life. So, uh, I enjoy enjoy that a lot. I take it very seriously as well, but not too seriously because they're so young. But yeah, you got to do it right still. So, uh, but yeah, I was working in the insurance for three years. Now I'm uh, looking for to buy a business. We got a couple options, but uh, the coaching uh, it's it's in my blood. But I don't know if I'm ready to make all the sacrifices to go away again with the with the whole family. So it's a good question I'm having right uh now. At the well, well, this reminds me of another uh, another incident that happened. Would you be it happened in Game Two of the Calder Cup Finals in two thousand four against Wilkesbury? Would you be Michelle Terrian scream when when Claude Noel calls a timeout? Would you be the Would you be the one climbing over the bench and wanted to wanted to take the other coach on because he called a timeout up seven two or whatever it was seven three? But you know what? I I don't blame Michelle Terrian because he knew. You couldn't win. So when you're a competitor, you want to win. You want to do anything. I don't care what you, you have to disturb. You have to do create some shit or whatever. You have to do something. Because I remember Michelle, he was playing against, uh, he, in the final, the second game, I was, uh, we were having a face-off. I was the left wing. 
he stepped on that board. He put his left knee in and he was trying to talk to me. He, he was talking to me in French and he was telling me, wow, you're so bad under pressure. You won't win. You're not going to score. And then you know what? <laughs> I, I didn't say a word. But then guess what? Score a couple of goals in big championship. And that's the best answer I could give it to him. But yeah, so again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. You know, he tried his best. He knew he was, uh, he wasn't going to win. So, but yeah, but probably I would be that type of coach, but we'll, with more class. With more, right. more, right. Right, right. Yeah. And probably you'll wait till your boys at least 14, not 10. Exactly. But then it's, I, I, yeah, yeah. Is that, I, is that the coaching? Is that the level you want to be at in the Quebec Major League? Well, I, it's because I didn't take my decision yet. Because if I right. press, I'm doing it, I will do it 100%. So yeah. uh, I'm, for this year, I'm good with my boy and with my girls uh, right. at the Ringette. But uh, it's inside me. It's just big decision, kids- I guess. When the kids leave home, you're, you'll still be a young man. When the kids get, are, are old enough to, to go do their own thing, you'll still be a young man. I mean, is, is that the goal? Is the NHL the goal? What do you, I mean, have you thought that far ahead? Oh, yeah. Well, you should know me. If I'm going to press the <laughs> OK button for being a coach, it's because I want to be an NHL coach. And, uh, yeah. so, uh, but I know the, 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 sacrifice, the sacrifice part of, with the family, the time and moving around again, that's the only thing that bothers me because sure. I know it's there and I'm already prepared and, and I've got the good pedigree for that. So uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I haven't uh, made my choice yet. Um, I tell you what, uh, we're glad to, to use a bad segue. We're glad you made the choice to join us here today because this has been a lot of fun. It's been great to see you and talk with you. Um, all the best. I hope everybody stays healthy for your family and, and, and the people around you here in this weird time. And um, I, I, if, it's, if it's not before 2024 that we see you, uh, I hope it is. But if it's not, I can't wait. To, we can't wait to see you uh, for that 20-year reunion. Thanks a lot. And uh, maybe it's a good time for me as well to say thank you to the Admirals fans. You know, I, I, I didn't mention them the whole uh, interview, but... Uh, we had some great fans so uh good 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 times when i'm thinking about them as well so and thanks to everyone uh thanks to you 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 felt the love from them say that again please you you felt the love from the admirals fans oh it's a the team it's not just the team you know the team start with the fans as well you know and they were we had good support even though the 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 crowd wasn't uh, filled every day but uh, we had good fans uh, i yeah definitely felt a lot there yeah that's awesome that's awesome charlie do you need anything else no i'm actually going to use that last 60 seconds for our for our marketing next season now here we go <laughs> and one thing i feel bad is the maybe maybe you should you know when uh, we lost that game and i kind of put ryan on the spotlight there you know it's just i said he wasn't good he didn't play a good game it it's true but it's I don't know. I don't want I him cut that to. Out. We'll I'll trim cut that it. Out. Yeah, yeah, because okay. it's gonna bring him bad memories, you know. Yeah. Easy. It was tough. It yeah, was tough on absolutely, him. absolutely. Yeah, we can Hold cut. Up. We can cut that part out. Cut that yeah, out. Yeah, that would. I think it's better because because uh, uh, Brian, knowing Brian, that was his best time of his life, Milwaukee. So he's gonna probably listen to you guys <laughs> forever. So I don't want him to to know that. Uh, because I'm not pissed at him. I just, uh, I, I didn't say it the right way. With the well, we, we all recognize the situation. Yeah. 
yeah, that from then and yeah, so we, for, we now, for sure. We'll get that uh, trimmed up, piece of cake. We'll get it. All right, we'll trim this I, part off too, and we'll give a proper wrap up here. Yep. Thank you. Anytime you let me know. Anytime. It was good to talk to you guys. It was good to talk to you. And like we said, we do want to do a, uh, we'll get a, uh, uh, a, you and Fids and Hadar on at the same time to just to really delve in deep. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us on this Milwaukee Admirals podcast.